0: Hello from Romania. I hope you are having a good week. We're doing well here in Romania. For those of you curious about the COVID-19 situation here in Romania, uh, today it is October 12, 2021. And in the past month, we have seen a very uh, sharp rise in the COVID cases here, so we are being locked down once more. Uh, there's a curfew in place for the weekend and, and other restrictions, so it's it's pretty bad at the moment. I hope wherever you live around the world, it is better. Today, I would like us to continue looking at simple doctrines from the Bible. If we want to grow closer to God, we need to study such topics such as sin— how to have your sins forgiven, baptism, and many other subjects. Many of us have heard of these things, but have we really looked at what God says about them? This series of lessons will show what the Bible really says about these doctrines. Last week, we looked at what is sin according to the Bible. In that lesson, we learned what the Bible teaches about man's sin against God. This week I would like to look at the salvation of man's soul. How can we have our sins forgiven and once again have fellowship with God our Creator? Last week we saw that God will judge our sins. Our sins must be paid for. How can our sins be forgiven or how can we be saved or have eternal salvation? Let's see what the Bible says about this. You may have heard the word salvation or the phrase, you must be saved, or perhaps you must be born again. What does this mean? I looked up the word salvation in the Bible to find the meaning of this. As a Bible teacher and as a missionary, I am familiar with these words and these terms, but many people have no idea what they mean. First, what are we being saved from? We are being saved from our sin and the consequences of it, which is the wrath of God and the judgment of God. Our sins must be paid for. Someone has to pay for it. I believe these verses from the Bible, which we will read in a minute, will help show that salvation is Jesus Christ saving us from our sins and its penalty. Let's read Luke chapter 1, verses 76 and 77. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people, by the remission of their sins. Jesus Christ was sent to pay for the sins of this world. The Bible makes it clear that we are saved from our sins. Let's read Ephesians chapter 2, verses 1 through 9. And you hath ye quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins, wherein in time past ye walked according to the course of this world. According to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit that now worketh in the children of disobedience, among whom also we all had our conversation in times past, and the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature the children of wrath, even as others. But God, who is rich in mercy, for his great love, wherewith he loved us, even when we were dead in sins, hath he quickened together with Christ? By grace ye are saved, and hath raised us up together, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus, that in the ages to come he might show the exceeding riches of his grace in his kindness toward us through Christ Jesus. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. We are being saved from our sins. The Bible says, "...and you hath ye quickened who were dead in trespasses and sins." The word quickened here means to be made alive. The Bible also tells us that we can be saved from the coming wrath of God through Jesus Christ. Let's read 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, verse 9. "...for God hath not appointed us to wrath, but to obtain salvation... By our Lord Jesus Christ, and then First Thessalonians one ten, and to wait for His Son from heaven, whom He raised from the dead, even Jesus, which delivered us from the wrath to come. Salvation is also the saving of our eternal souls. First Peter one five. The Bible says, "Who are kept by the power of God." Through faith unto salvation, ready to be revealed in the last time. And then, verse 9 receiving the end of your faith, even the salvation of your souls. So, now that we have looked at what the word salvation means, it simply means being saved from our sins and from the wrath of God. Let's find out how we can be saved from our sin and delivered from the wrath of God. First, we cannot save ourselves. This is very important. Many people think and truly believe in their hearts that they can somehow pay for their own sins and please God. However, this is not true. Why? Because God is 100% holy and sinless. He demands that all of our sins be paid for and be holy as He is holy. No one can do that in their own strength. Let's see what the Bible says about God being holy. 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 15 and 16. But as he which hath called you is holy, so be ye holy in all manner of conversation. Because it is written, be ye holy, for I am holy. God is holy. God is sinless. Our own righteousness is not good enough. Look at what the Bible says in the book of Romans, chapter 3, verses 9 through 12. What then? Are we better than they? No, in no wise. For we have before proved both Jews and Gentiles that they are all under sin. As it is written, there is none righteous, no, not one. There is none that understandeth, there is none that seeketh after God. They are all gone out of the way, they are become unprofitable, there is none that doeth good, no, not one. And then verse 23, for all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. We have all come short of the glory of God, and our own righteousness is as filthy rags in the eyes of God. The Bible makes that clear in Isaiah 64 verse 6. Let's read that. But we are all as an unclean thing, and all our righteousness are as filthy rags, and we all do fade as a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind have taken us away. The very best we can do to earn or work for salvation is not good enough. The Bible says clearly that salvation Forgiveness of sins is not through works, but through faith in Jesus Christ alone. Ephesians chapter 2, verses 8 and 9. For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God, not of works, lest any man should boast. And then the Bible says in Titus chapter 3, verses 4 through 7. But after that the kindness and love of God our Savior toward man appeared, not by works of righteousness which we have done, but according to His mercy He saved us, by the washing of regeneration and renewing of the Holy Ghost, which He shed on us abundantly through Jesus Christ our Savior, that being justified by His grace, we should be made heirs according to the hope of eternal life. So, we see that man cannot save himself. Second today, every person must be saved. Many people think the salvation God is offering to man is optional. People think that salvation is for weak people or maybe for religious people. No, every person must be saved. The Bible makes it clear that every person must personally receive God's salvation. And if they do not, then they will have to pay for their sin in hell for all eternity. Jesus told Nicodemus, ye must be born again. Let's read that in the book of John, chapter 3, verses 5 through 8. Jesus answered, Verily, verily, I say unto thee, Except a man be born of water and of the Spirit, he cannot enter into the kingdom of God. That which is born of the flesh is flesh, And that which is born of the Spirit is Spirit. Marvel not that I said unto thee, ye must be born again. The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canest not tell whence it cometh, and whither it goeth. So is every one that is born of the Spirit. And then Acts chapter 4, verse 12: Neither is there salvation in any other. For there is none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved. And then the Bible says in 1 Timothy chapter 2, verse 4, Who will have all men to be saved, and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. God has also commanded all of us to repent and turn to Him for salvation. Acts chapter 17, verse 30 and 31. And the times of this ignorance God winked at, but now commandeth all men everywhere to repent, because he hath appointed a day in the which he will judge the world in righteousness by that man whom he hath ordained, whereof he hath given assurance unto all men, in that he hath raised him from the dead. So salvation is not an option. We must all call on Jesus Christ to save us From our sins. Third, today, salvation is a gift of God. As we saw, we cannot earn eternal salvation. How can we be saved then? By accepting the gift of salvation from God. You do not have to work or pay for it. Jesus Christ has already paid for your sin when He suffered on the cross. Salvation is a gift. If I give you something, it is free for you. you. You didn't have to pay for it, but it cost me something. Salvation cost Jesus Christ greatly. He had to suffer on the cross to pay for your sins. But he's offering you a gift and you don't have to pay for it. He already paid for it for you. Let's read this in the book of Romans, chapter 5, verses 14 and 15. Nevertheless, death reigned from Adam to Moses, even over them that had not sinned after the simitude of Adam's transgression, who is the figure of him that was to come. But not as the offense, so also is the free gift. For if through the offense of one many be dead, much more the grace of God, and the gift by grace, which is by one man, Jesus Christ, hath abounded unto many. The Bible says in Romans 6.23, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life through Jesus Christ our Lord. And then we read Ephesians two eight, For by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Last today, what must you do to be saved? This question was asked in the Bible. Let's read it. Let's see what it says. Acts 16, verses 29 through 31. Then he called for a light and sprang in and came trembling and fell down before Paul and Silas and brought them out and said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And they said, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved and thy house. Paul told this man to believe on the Lord Jesus Christ and thou shalt be saved. All Jesus requires is whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. John 3.16 He requires you to have faith that Jesus Christ was and is the Son of God, God in the flesh, that he came to take your place on the cross and knowing that there is nothing else you can do to have your sins forgiven. Jesus Christ does not require us to do good works to be saved. Just have faith in Him. We read earlier that God requires every person to repent and to turn to Him. What does this mean? It simply means repenting of your sins, turning away from your sins and turning towards God, and then believing that the Lord Jesus Christ has paid for your sins. Simply turn to God today and put all your faith and trust in Jesus instead of trying to work your way to heaven. Today, I hope you admit you are a sinner in need of a Savior and call on Jesus Christ to save you before it's too late. Let's read Romans chapter 10 verses 9 and 10. That if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus, and shalt believe in thine heart that God hath raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. I hope this lesson on salvation was a help. We have looked how man fell in the garden, and then how all of us became sinners. But it does not end there. You can be delivered from your sin. Your sin can't be forgiven. God is offering you His salvation today. I hope you will ask Him to save you today. Next week, we will answer the question, Can a person lose the salvation? God has freely given them. Thank you for listening, and I hope you have a wonderful week.